to episode 268 and the first for 2022. My name is Melissa Ellis and I'm joined by the man with the new nickname of Parkrun Postboy, Ollie (laughs) Spake. (laughs) Happy New Year, Mel. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, Yes, I'm glad I had my early coffee that morning. dear that was a nice little surprise see your smiling face on the parkrun australia page yeah wasn't expecting that uh here i was just innocently uploading the photos from the morning and uh bam yes and and look the thumbs up was referring to the fact that exactly that i'd had my coffee and i was right back where i was i wanted to be so uh i'm glad it was of use (laughs) (laughs) and um mel it's been two weeks uh we've had a little break and um, well, I suppose there's been quite a bit of parkrun excitement going on over that time. Can you fill us in? What have you been up to? <laughs> All the adventures, Ollie. My goodness, so much fun and so much excitement. I had a two-night camping adventure to McLean Beach Parkrun in New South Wales with Abby's mum, and it was Event 7 of McLean Beach Parkrun, which is in Deniliquin. It was a three and a half hour drive north from mm-hmm. where I am, and the first time I had visited the town. Denny, as it is widely known, although in New South Wales, is actually closer in distance to Melbourne than it is Sydney. Mm. Denny is known for its annual Ute Muster, which began in 1999 when the town, struggling with a crippling drought, decided to start a rural themed festival to bring visitors to the area. Laying the claim as the ute capital of the world, the town erected a ute on a pole in celebration of the festival's success, which attracts approximately 20,000 people each year. The parkrun course runs right past the ute on the pole, hugging the Edward River on a mixed surface of paths, gravel and boardwalk. This event ticked all my boxes, being an out-and-back course alongside a river with majestic gums and stunning blue skies. Mm. But, Ollie, the morning was not without its drama. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Ducking quickly into the toilet prior to the start, I was horrified to discover the door lock seized when I attempted to exit. (laughs) Panic set in as I tried to frantically manipulate the lock and free myself from my parkrun fortress. (laughs) There was no windows as an alternative and no gap under the door for even a screwdriver to be delivered. (sighs) I rang Abby's mum, hoping that she had her phone on her and would hear my call. Help me, I'm stuck in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) She quickly appeared and, although amused, understood the urgency of the situation. I had desperately tried unsuccessfully to release the lock and was ready to demand she hip and shoulder the door to free me when suddenly the lock moved and I was released from my nightmare. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It was a very warm 28-degree run for the 25 participants, but being along the river, the slightly undulating course was very well shaded. As we approached the finish flags, we managed a synchronised jump, which was captured on video by my auntie Mm. as well as volunteer photographer Steve. I am making the declaration that in 135 different events to date, McLean Beach goes to the top of my list. It ticked all my boxes for a top-notch park run, and while the company and weather may have played a part, a little piece of my heart will forever remain in Denny. The top, Mel. That's yes. uh, That's a big claim. Mm-hmm. But, it, I mean, it sounds fantastic. It's it's clearly one of the, the great country park run vibes that you can experience there. But the very top, mm. that's Fantastic way to start the year. I know. It's a big call. <laughs> yes, even even with the lock-in. 
Even so. I mean, that helps to create the memories. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) The horror. Ollie, you've no idea. The horror. (laughs) Uh, I am forever going to travel with a screwdriver in my pocket. Or Abby's mum there to help. (laughs) Yes. It was funny, when she was rattling the door to try and see, you know, what she could do, I saw the um, lock sort of flex and I, in my head that was my only hope. I thought, oh, hip and shoulder, yep. that bugger's going to give. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, that was my New Year's Day. Ollie, how was your New Year's Day? Uh, look, it was it was a lovely morning. It was great to be back at Park Run because I did have the week off for Christmas Day. Uh, I was uh, very fortunate to be at Shell Harbour, Mel. Not sure oh. if you've heard of it. <laughs> and uh, look, as the photo evidence proved, uh, I was volunteering. I was timekeeper for the day in the very capable and um, wonderful RDing hands of, of Karen. And we enjoyed uh, a bit of a farewell to the original course at Shell Harbour. So, you know, for those that have been listening and, and been across the news, you know, we have been changing the course for the event due to circumstances outside of our control. And we were given the opportunity to, to run Christmas Day and New Year's Day on the OG course. Uh, we had visitors. We had visitors come from across the country. Uh, it seems to come and uh, just take part in uh, whether or not it was just you know being at Shell Harbour or the opportunity to farewell the original course, but uh, it was wonderful to welcome E-Man, Christine, and Baby Juno to Shell Harbour. So uh, I was pretty chuffed, Mel. Yeah, chuffed to meet Juno um, and to to chat to both E-Man and Christine once again. I was feeling a little guilty, so they had reached out and asked me just how pram-friendly the course was. I wasn't game to risk Juno. No. (laughs) As much as I wanted the opportunity for all three of them to experience that course, safe to say I was comfortable with the decision there to to recommend uh, maybe just uh, Christine join us from the finish line uh, watching the park runners as they head around the course. Eman himself uh, notched up a very impressive second place finishing. Uh, so well done, Eman. The three of them stuck around for a bit of a chat afterwards before they uh, headed off for what I trust were some enjoyable pancakes for brunch. Well, that's good to hear. And I believe there was a couple of Victorians visiting as well. I noticed on the results list a couple of Westerfoldians had visited. Yes, and I noticed in the uh, first-timers briefing, which coincidentally I also did, haven't done a first-timers briefing in years, I was terrible. (laughs) I mean, I think I said everything I needed to, but, yeah, I need some more practice, Mel. Yeah, so you had Derek and Linda Allen from Westerfolds. That's right, and I noticed the shirts, fantastic to have them there. I unfortunately didn't get to chat with them very much at all apart from a greeting, but, um, look, I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. We even had a few more visitors coming from across the country. Uh, even Parkrun Australia's Glenn Turner returned, but a bit different to his usual visits where he does often nab first place. He was out supporting the extended family, scoring a PB on the course. So one of our juniors notched up a very impressive PB with Glenn as uh, support as the rest of the family uh, supported one another across the uh, the Turners and the extended family there. Nice work. Yep. Yes. Very Shell Harbour focused. And look, Mel, um, Park Run Day just gone. Uh, I was at a different course, <gasps> a different Shell Harbour course that was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
You tricked me. <laughs> yeah, I tricked you. I tricked you. No, I was RD. Um, so back as run director as we resumed on our new course at a very modest numbers. So look, safe to say that unfortunate for many and look, best wishes to everyone who's currently experiencing and hopefully recovering quickly from COVID uh, or is isolating due to that. Uh, but we, we had a number of the team and our parkrun community obviously unable to join us as well. And I've got to say a huge thank you to um, Patrick Silver Shimitsek, oh. who stepped in as a last-minute timekeeper. Uh, so thank you, Patrick. Silver Shimo. Yeah, Silver Shimo, uh, the silver, the reference to his run, Shell Harbour medal. There was some great help out there. So much appreciated to him. Hannah stepped in as photographer and it was a good morning despite many of our friends and family being absent. Well, that's really good to hear. Mm. Parkrun community banding together in their time of need. That's right. But Mel, you were back on the road again this park run day just gone. How was it for you? I was. I stayed relatively local to visit Warringal Parklands Park Run at event 33, which I've previously attended on its launch day. I've also run the course unofficially for the longest run. And this also gave me a Wilson number, which I gratefully accepted. <laughs> Warringal Parklands is an out and back undulating course on a gravel trail. It's located in the Melbourne suburb of Heidelberg, 11 kilometres northeast of the CBD, and known for the Heidelberg School, an impressionist art movement that developed in and around the town during the late 19th century. Mm. Now, the reason for my visit to Warringal was to attend the 250th unique event of my friend Brendan Peel, friend of the pod. Congratulations, Brendan. And reigning quiz champion, isn't he? Again. Oh, he seems like the eternal quiz champion. He has some <laughs> impressive knowledge. <laughs> so, yes, completing 250 unique events gives Brendan Frayne Club status, the Frayne Club named after Paul Frayne, the first person to run 250 different events worldwide. Yes. Hmm. A fantastic achievement, Mel. Glad you could make it there and support him. Also in attendance, Ollie, mm. were fellow adventurers Chris and Kerry Fraser, Lynn Hewson, and Errol Poole and Jodie Maisie, as well as tourist friends Wendy Beckhouse and Leanne Kirshner and Brendan's workmate Stephen Andrew. Although equipped with my escape tools this week, the pre-event amenity <laughs> visit went off without a hitch <laughs> and I was able to join the 135 other participants in the wet, humid conditions. Amazing cupcakes were provided at the end to all finishers, thanks to Jody. However, I did choose to forgo the usual brunch gathering in an attempt to mitigate my COVID risk. So apologies to Brendan and Jody. I didn't join the group mm. because I am just trying to reduce all my risks at the moment. Yeah, but uh, look, really exciting to hear that we could have so many there supporting Brendan for that special milestone. I know he's been aiming for that uh, in and around the disruption of the last year in particular and um, to finally notch it off must feel pretty good. Yes, it was a lovely morning and we had, we had a light drizzle but uh, it wasn't anything really... That was a problem. So, yeah, a morning enjoyed by all, Ollie. Mm, it sounds like you are never going to look at a toilet block the same again, Mel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of selfies with toilet blocks. Ah, okay. Streaky September is... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> write, write that down quick before we forget. All right. um, Someone will remind us, surely. Park benches are so 2021. <laughs> 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 oh, anyway... 
So that was my last two weeks. Wow. Look, um, it has felt like a bit of a break, and I hope you've had the opportunity for a bit of a break, Mel. Um, I know you have been busy because we'll hear about that soon as well. But, yeah, there, there has been plenty going on around the parkrun world, hasn't there? There has. But I, I should pause because maybe we should let our listeners know what's coming up in the episode. Yes, we have an interview, Ollie. I recorded an interview with Jeff Glab, who we heard from in an email in one of our last episodes. I interviewed him. He's an RD from Joe Creason Parkrun in the USA. So we've got yes. that coming up a bit later. And uh, a little later on, while we are looking forward to recapping at least at least the highlights of Dazzers, um, we've got some roving reports too. And, uh, of course, all the latest on the Adventurers Club. Um, but, Mel, the parkrun world, of course, has continued. Uh, we've seen other milestones achieved. We've just talked about Brendan. Now, some news out of the States of someone achieving countryman status. Is that right? I believe so. I am reliably informed that Elizabeth Sheridan has become a countryman of the US, having run at all 50 events, although two no longer exist. Um, Mm -hmm. And she did that running at Lily Park Run Ann Arbor this last Saturday. Back at Lily. Congratulations, Elizabeth. And uh, nice to see Lily Park Run popping up. It is. Yes. Also, Ollie, uh, John Taylor, who we met at Palm when we were up there at Nambour. That's right. He ran his 400th park run at Brightwater this last Saturday and at 88 probably makes him the oldest Australian park runner to achieve that status. I'd really love someone to fact check us on this, so please, please let us know. But, um, in fact, if anyone can fact check us, it's probably John himself. Um, <laughs> John's folder was magnificent of all the stats of our octogenarian park runs, our octas. And from the photos I've seen, he was well supported. Brightwater being a nice course. I remember Freedom running at Brightwater from the last Palm. Nothing quite like a Palm Park Run Freedom Run, just a plug there for uh, two months' time. And, um, yeah, Brightwater was an especially nice one uh, around the lake there. And I believe that John is a Kiwana Park Runner, Mm. but when Kiwana is on their summer course, which has – a sand section mm-hmm. is when John um, moves to Brightwater for that period. Yes, yeah, yeah, understandably so. And if he's claiming the oldest Australian to reach 400, then I'm thinking that, you know, it's probably a good bet. Yep, that's our fact. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, so congratulations, everyone. Look, we, we have given a bit of a, a bit of context, a bit of an introduction, and uh, as you said, Mel, we have heard from Jeff via email recently, uh, but... As I did indicate, you have been busy during this break and had the opportunity to catch up with Jeff Glubb over in the States. So let's have a listen. Our guest today is parkrunner A4625863, Jeff Glubb from the state of Kentucky, USA, who is a run director at Joe Creason Park Run in Louisville. Since starting Parkrun in May 2018, Jeff has run 41 times at four unique events and volunteered 29 times in eight distinct roles. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers podcast, Jeff. Hi, thanks for having me. 
Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, you've recently sent us a couple of emails, so we know you're a listener, and we thought it would be nice to get you on to learn more about another event in America. But first, we need to know more about you. Tell us how you first became involved with Parkrun. Well, um, I think the first time that I found out about it was just through uh, maybe a Facebook event post on another uh, event I was on, and I ended up going to the the fifth uh, event at Joe Creason. Um went and I, you know, at that time I was kind of a, I was more of a, of a competitive runner and I didn't really know what Parkrun was all about when, and I didn't really think about it again for a while. Um, fast forward to New Year's Day in 2019, I was in Tucson, Arizona, looking up 5Ks on New Year's Day and they had just started a park run out there. It's called Himmel Park Run. I went out there and um, I enjoyed that one a little bit more and they actually wrote me into volunteering after I finished the barcode scan. <laughs> and um, <laughs> once uh, once I did that, I really got it at that point, like, you know, just how, um, how it wasn't about getting your fastest time, but about just showing up and, you know, hanging out with everybody and supporting everybody else that was coming through the finish shoot. Um, when got back to Louisville, did a few more park runs, uh, kind of took a break to do some marathon training. And then uh, once I finished that, I uh, went back and um, haven't stopped since. Right. So you really only got one year of park running before the pandemic really hit. That's right. Um, did your park run community stay engaged during that first pause? Um I wasn't really involved too much with uh, with the parkrun community prior to the pause. My daughter and I got really involved with it uh, in the weeks preceding uh, lockdown, but we weren't we, we weren't really close. We were just kind of like in the in the periphery of the of the core group of volunteers. Um, so we didn't really stay in touch. And, and like I told you before, I'm not on Facebook. They may have gotten together um, via Facebook during during the pause. But once once it became clear that we were coming back, I reached out to um, the event director at the time and offered my services. And um, it just so happened that she was moving away. <laughs> so there was this kind of a, a vacuum to be filled. Um, so that was that was how I became involved post-COVID pause. So Parkrun uses Facebook a lot with their social media. Do you use other platforms to get your information? Yeah, I actually do. I, I actually run our, our Twitter and Instagram account. I should probably get back on Facebook. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe I'll just create a, a fake account or something. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I love Instagram for for checking out what other park runs are doing. Um, especially like the Russian uh, park runs seem to seem to use Instagram and TikTok a little bit more than I think the other ones do. It's really it's really fun to kind of see what what they're doing with park run and kind of how they've taken it and molded it into their own image a little bit. So uh, I definitely recommend your listeners go check out some of the Russian uh, park runs on Instagram if, if they're if they're on Instagram. So um, you became involved with the volunteer side of things. So that was more post pause. That's right. I mean, uh, prior prior to to then, I would usually just run and maybe I would help clean up or scan after that afterwards. But never like I, I never wanted to give up my run prior to uh, prior to COVID. But you know, once 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 the pause came back in our core group our core group was kind of, was kind of decimated. Our two previous event directors had both moved on. So like I said, it's been me and a couple of other guys that kind of came into park run a little bit later who have kind of taken on uh, the roles of keeping okay. this going post pause. So I've, you know, I've gotten my daughter and I've gotten my, I've gotten my daughter involved too. You may have seen her um, on the volunteer roster some weeks. Her name's Charlotte and um, she's 16 and really enjoys uh, 
coming and hanging out with us. You know, it's, it's like a little bit of extra time that we get to spend together during the week. And she's really taken, taken to all of the roles even more than I have. That's really good. And so tell us a little bit more about Joe Creason. Um, can you describe the course? Sure. Yeah. So we, uh, it's a two and a half lap course and it's, uh, it's very hilly. We have, uh, I guess it's a total of about 50 meters of elevation over the, the whole 5k course. The park was bought from a, from kind of a wealthy landowner in the mid sixties and, uh, the paved part just, uh, I just found out was created in 2007 or so. So that, that path has only been around for about 15 years that, that, that we currently use, but, uh, it's a, it's a very hilly course. We do, we do two laps up the hill and two, or, you know, for two laps, it goes up and, and then it comes back down. So it's, you're never going to get a personal best. And, uh, we have a lot, a lot of people who come and try it and never come back. <laughs> so you you really have to know going in that you're you're not going to have your best time. That it's really just about you know showing up every week. Yeah. So what do you sort of average for you know numbers? Uh, prior to the pause, we were uh, you know twenty to twenty five. Since we've come back from the pause, we haven't had really any of the people who were showing up prior to to the COVID pause. But we've had a lot of new regulars. We had a guy that just uh, just went over twenty park runs since we came back in July of last year. So I think that's pretty good. Mm. You know, we've had a few that have had 10, you know, 10 or more runs um, since July. So we we're kind of creating a new, a new team of regulars. We're trying to, you know, pull, pull them here and there to come volunteer and they will sometimes. Mm. <laughs> Do you know the history about how the event was first um, started up? Sure. So like, like, like I said, I, I wasn't involved with that too much, but I did uh, happen to find um, a blog post about it. So our original event director, her name was Natalie, and she was from the UK. And I think this is probably the case with most American park runs. They're kind of, you know, created by uh, UK expats. So her, her mother was involved uh, with a park run at home. And which one was that? It was a Sheffield Hallam Park Run in Sheffield. And um, she died of uh, pancreatic cancer in 2015. I'm going to get the story wrong. I think here, but when Natalie moved to the U.S., she uh, decided to start a park run kind of in her honor, and she passed through Louisville for a time and uh, created one here. Is it relatively close to where you live? Yeah, so it's it's about a 15 minute drive from where I live. Um, it's it's pretty centrally located within town. It's kind of in a, it's across the street from a, a university. Um, there are a number of high schools in the area. Um, it's kind of, it's in a residential neighborhood. It's, it's pretty essentially located to anybody in Louisville. So 122 events, that's roughly what, uh, a couple of years? Yeah. So we, we had a full 2019. So we, we, we've only been able to celebrate one birthday. <laughs> uh, so we, we, we didn't, we didn't have a birthday in 2020 or 2021. So we're, we're hoping to have a big bash, uh, come April of this year. And I saw that you ran your first Christmas day park run uh, last weekend. That's right. We actually just had our first new year's day park run. They had never done one of the extra new year's day park runs either prior to this year. Oh, so that, that was both new to yourself and mm-hmm. The event. I had done a New Year's Day park run when I was in Tucson at Hemel Park Run. I did one mm-hmm. in 2019, but this was our first Joe Creason New Year's Day park run. Uh, I don't think that in, that any of the guys knew that we were able to to do a Thanksgiving and a New Year's Day park run. It, you know, it just happened to fall on a Saturday this year. But mm. it's like, why not squeeze 54 park runs in a year if we possibly can? You know, <laughs> they're free. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. that's a point. So you usually have your Thanksgiving extra event as opposed to the UK and Australia where we hold our extra event for the year on Christmas Day. That's right. Yeah. Were you locked down still for um, Thanksgiving or were you back? 
We were back. So we came back. Uh, our first run back was number 97 on the 17th of July in 21. So, yeah, we, we were already back and, and going pretty good for Thanksgiving. So we were able to have two in the same week that week, Thursday and Saturday. Excellent. Yeah, we had, it, it was a really rainy day for Thanksgiving. I mean, we, we, we didn't know who would turn out, but some of our some of our new regulars came out. We've had some pretty bad luck with rain the last probably six to eight Saturdays, but uh, it was it was fun just to have everybody come out that morning. So you're in winter at the moment? That's right. Yeah. Today was the first really cold day, but yeah, the first day of winter was a couple of weeks ago. So the USA is very spread out with its events. I believe now there are 49 events with another one looking set to launch soon. I don't know anything about that one. Where, where is that? Do you know anything about that one? Well, I looked on the Parkrun website and it says Dr. Bill Hammond Trails Parkrun. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That one's counted in the 49, but it hasn't launched yet. Okay. By my count, since the return, there have been uh, three that haven't resumed. And then there was one that resumed and then quickly shut down. So by my uh. count... I, I keep a spreadsheet and I count them as active. If, <laughs> I count them as active if they've held an event in the last four weeks. So we've got about 44 active ones right now in the U.S. Okay. Mm, very good. Do you have ambitions to do more touristing? 100% yes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> my, my daughter and dog and I went, uh, drove to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee to go to Third Creek Greenway Park Run the Saturday before Christmas. And uh, it was 250 miles there, 250 miles back. So kind of, you know, taking your lead there and <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to get up uh, before the crack of dawn and yep. go check out a free 5K. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to do right now is go around and, su- and support to the smaller park runs like ours. I mean, on, in, in the U.S., they're all small comparatively, but we have some that when you look at the at the turnout every week, we're usually down toward the bottom. <laughs> so yep. I just kind of want to go and meet the same kind of people that are trying to keep smaller park runs going because, you know, it really just takes the same people that, you know, if the same people decide to get up every Saturday to do this, if they decide one day, hey, I'm not going to do this, that park run could die and fold. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure sure it's the same in Australia. Yeah. Would you be disappointed that you didn't make it to Chrissy Fields? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's that's a huge one that I missed out on. But, you know, uh, they have another one uh, out there that that, that looks pretty good, too. So I'm, I'm, I'm making plans to go to San Francisco this year. So maybe I'll check out that one's called Bixby. Yep. We've had connection with Bixby a couple of times. We've spoken to Bixby on the pod. Oh, great. Okay. We're old mates. So with them over there. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. All right. Now, it looks like a nice course. I mean, it's not it's not really close to San Francisco. It kind of looks like it on the map, but I think it's probably about a 45-minute drive or I don't even know if there's a train that goes down there. I hope there, I'm crossing my fingers and hopes that there is. <laughs> we usually ask for a top three, but I thought we could ask you what your top three events you'd like to get to. Sure. So, I mean, uh, at, at the top of my list, I would love to go to New Zealand and do some park runs. I don't know which ones. There's all the pictures that I see of park runs in New Zealand. They're either on like a rocky, rugged coast or there are mm-hmm. huge mountains in the background. <laughs> yeah. So, and, you know, Australia, I looked at uh, at, at Shell Harbor. That's, that's Ollie's Park Run, right? Yes, it is. Yes. That one looks incredible. Had to get a mention. <laughs> uh, that, that one looks really beautiful. It's, it's, just, it's on the beach, right? Yeah, it is. Although they're just getting a new course where they won't actually run on the sand. So oh, no. <laughs> Newsday was, we believe, the last opportunity that they got to run on the sand. Oh, no. We have other park runs in Australia that have beach sections as well. I guess it's just called The Beaches. I was looking at that yes. one last night. Yeah, I mean, when, when I can't sleep on Friday nights, I'm usually 
on Australian park run Instagram, looking <laughs> at all the, the results coming in and stuff. Um, so yeah, there's just some, some absolutely beautiful courses over there. Uh, my wife is a little afraid of Australia because most of the stories that we get in the U S are about, you know, the crazy animals that we don't have, <laughs> uh, you know, reptiles and things that are invading people's homes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think though I asked Emma Kia when I interviewed her um, about bears because, see, we don't have bears. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, no, <laughs> we're, we're in, you know, suburbia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I know overseas it, it can just the way the countries are portrayed in the media, yeah. it, you can think that we're all the outback and we have kangaroos jumping down our street. <laughs> well, you do have kangaroos in the, in the in the city park, so I do, I, I do see we those. We do, <laughs> yeah. So if you go to Westerfold, you'll see kangaroos on, on the course in my juniors event too. We have kangaroos, so oh wow. Mm. <laughs> so the the kids are just used to seeing kangaroos. They don't like flip out when they see kangaroos. No, no, that they, they they don't flip out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pretty common, yeah. I just wonder when 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 you get used to seeing something like that. <laughs> <laughs> We get a little bit more excited about koalas around here because we don't oh, have as wow, many koalas yeah. in the trees. <laughs> but you, certain park runs do, like over in uh, South Australia, there's a few park runs that always have koalas visible on the course. So. Oh, wow, that would be incredible. Okay, well, you have to send me some of those then. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, yes. This is going to have to be a, re- a retirement trip or something like that. But <laughs> Yeah, you, well, you need to follow Lockie or Park Run in South Australia. <laughs> okay, all right, I will. Now, in your... Second email that you sent to us, you asked about Australia's use of the acknowledgement of country. And I thought you might like to talk a little bit about your interest in that. That's just something that I've, you know, wondered about just as we're kind of, you know, learning more about the land that we're on. And um, I was just curious if if there were park runs and especially in Australia, you know, you, you guys have the same sort of history with the indigenous population that we do here in America, where, um, Anywhere you stand in America is sacred land that was lived on by people hundreds and thousands of years prior to us. And, you know, I didn't know if that was something that was normal uh, that you, you said, you know, we, we call it, a, I guess, a land acknowledgement here. You know, mm. we're standing on sacred such and such land. It was just more out of curiosity to see if that was a commonplace occurrence over there because I'd never heard of it over here. But again, I don't know very many run directors or or anybody who would be interested in that over here. Well, I think as I I did reply to you in my email, it's something that's uh, um, voluntary for the event teams to do. Uh, I'd have to say in my experience, most events do do it, but I know not all do. Mm -hmm. So I was at uh, McLean Beach Park Run in New South Wales on Saturday and there was an acknowledgement of country and we do it at my junior event. Uh, I know Shell Harbour does a very good acknowledgement of country as well. So Okay. Does it just depend on if it's if it's a more kind of Aboriginal area? If there are certain areas of the country that would do it more, yeah. I don't think so. I think it's really just perhaps at the time that the event was set up, whether it was you know, just included in the run brief that was put together. I think events would tend to usually stick to the same pre-written run brief. So if it wasn't included originally, maybe Mm -hmm. no one's sort of come along and thought, oh, we should add that in now. I mean, this is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Changes in um, event directors over time, perhaps that's something that will get updated. Maybe um, Parkrun will encourage it more down the track it's an interesting idea as to why it's optional yeah i mean you know the essential ethos of parkrun is is that it's inclusive and it Mm. just it just seems it kind of seems like an easy 
you know, we would call it a layup in basketball, you know, just like an easy thing that we could do to make more people feel welcomed. You know, if, if it wasn't every week, if it was just the first Saturday of the month or whatever that we included that in the run briefing or something like that, I, I was just kind of spitballing and, and curious as to see if anybody else had considered doing that. And it turns out that mm. you all are doing that. So that's really cool. I was interested in the blog post that you did share with us as well that was coming from the perspective of an Indigenous person in Australia saying how it did have an effect on them when there was the acknowledgement of country at the beginning of the event. That uh, And there was even flags as right, well. That's, yeah, right. So that's good to hear that perspective. And if we have a platform, we, we event directors might hear us and say, oh, we don't actually do a acknowledgement maybe we should think about including that right i mean you know you know because we'll say you know we want to thank the local parks department or the council or whatever the local government is Mm. well jeff thank you for joining us on the podcast and telling us more about joe crease and park run i hope we'll hear from you regularly and i look forward to following your tourism journey oh thank you so much for having me i really enjoy the podcast I had a wonderful chat with Jeff. He was so lovely to talk to and so enthusiastic about parkrun tourism over there in the USA. And hopefully he's going to keep in touch. Thank you, Mel, for chatting to Jeff. And it's great to hear from someone who's clearly a a big supporter of parkrun over there. So one day, Mel, one day, uh, hopefully, (laughs) we'll experience parkrun USA. Yep. Yeah. And we've got mates now at Joe Creason to add to our Bixby and Lily list. That's right. Yes, hmm. it grows. But, Ollie, we've got a condensed version, a summer series of Dazzers this week. Yes, that's right. So, look, we've got two weeks to catch up on. Um, we really enjoyed the highlights from Dazzers. Uh, so we, we hope we can do justice the highlights of the highlights. <laughs> What were we calling it? The the big bash version, Mel. It is, yes. Yes, the five overs. Yeah. The reduced overs of Dazzers. Yep, that's a cricket reference uh, for any of our international listeners that may not be familiar with that particular uh, round <laughs> ball game. And Ollie and I have chosen a top five Dazzers comments from the last two weeks. Yes, and again, that's uh, not not meaning to exclude any of those that uh, contributed and didn't make the five, uh, but uh, we hope we can um, share a bit of the fun of the day. So, look, Mel, I'll get us started. Okay. I was just going to jump in and say it was tough to cull them. <laughs> it was very tough, very tough. I don't like culling. <laughs> so don't be surprised if we're back to the, the full five-day test series <laughs> next week. So, uh, New Year's Day, mm-hmm. I'll kick us off. Or Bowl. You need a bowl. Yeah, the new ball. Um, all right. Chris Fraser, who is, of course, not just friend of the pod, but our artistic director, found something I lost on February 6th last year, and Chris did share the photo in front of what I believe mm-hmm. was the caravan with the uh, very aptly named Statesman written there proudly behind him. So, congratulations, Chris. And uh, welcome back to the Statesman Club. Uh, I think he's got to do a bit of work to, to maintain that now. Hopefully he's back at work on the pod next week. This week. This week even. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure about my photo editing skills there, Mel. You did a fantastic job last time, but uh, we uh, we look forward to his return. Our next guest at Dazzers was Isaac Hill, who shared made it down to Shell Harbour 
and tackled the big hills can confirm it's the most scenic park run in New South Wales so far, but you do pay the price. And uh, Isaac and his dad made uh, a nice six-hour round trip down uh, on New Year's Eve uh, to come and enjoy the hills at Shell Harbour before that opportunity went away. So thank you so much, Isaac. And um, they did manage to get a photo with a selfie frame. Was your criteria of your five to get more Shell Harbour mentions into the pod? I'm glad you picked up (laughs) on the theme. Yes. (laughs) Next up, changing it up a bit, but because uh, we did enter 2022 and some of our parkrunners really know how to put the style in parkrun. Val Warwick was one of them. And uh, Val shared, I rocked 22's first day sporting the volley orange vest over my 2022 rundown undershirt and under my parkrun visor. Think I have covered everything on a hot Devonport morning. Fantastic work. <laughs> Next up, Mel, um, an experience you were familiar with, <laughs> Abigail's mum. Happy New Year, adventurers from Daniloquin. We are enjoying our coffee in the lovely, relaxed, small-town atmosphere post a very warm McLean's Beach park run. It's been a wonderful start to the new year, even with a small panic from she who shall remain nameless, <laughs> who locked herself in the loo and nearly didn't make the start. She's still laughing at me about that. <laughs> we had a good giggle today at Junior's. Well, everybody else had a giggle. <laughs> you, you didn't giggle? Well, it is kind of funny. Well, it's one of those things you can laugh about afterwards, surely. <laughs> yes. Everybody's going to have a toilet story. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Oh, that has me worried, <laughs> yeah. Um, and finally, Janet Reed. Hi, Dazza. I had the best day ever. I did a thing. My parkrun family are just the best. I had a cape, a tiara, beads, music, cupcakes, bubbles and pizza and so many cheering me over the finish line. Nothing could beat it. Two twos and a 250 to kick off 2022. I am beyond grateful. Happy New Year, Dazza, and to all my fellow adventurers. And congratulations to Janet on her 250 milestone. Congratulations, Janet. Now, my top five. Yes, fast forward. Fast forward. Uh, This is the second innings, is it? Or, yes, change sides? Change sides. There we are. Yes. Okay. Ingrid Botha. RD at Dolls Point, the most beautiful park run in Sydney. Fight me. It's been so long. I forgot there was a special RD vest and so wore an orange one. It tells you how well Parkrun have done to keep things simple, that everything else was just so easy to pick up from where we left off. And there was a very happy photo posted of a masked Ingrid. Yes. (laughs) And we heard from Pippa White, Hey, Dazza, warm food, please. Latte to wrap my hands around. Newbury Parkrun on Greenham Common in my 22 Car park marshal before, arranged to meet friends and, as is the case when touring, met up with other friends and made new friends. Mostly dry for parkrun, steadily wetter while naughty completed after, a happy joyful morning. And Pippa posted a photo of herself looking very soggy, showing a very wet event. <laughs> and we heard from Sam Schroeder. Happy Sam is happy. Luke zoomed along the beaches in a fabulous time and I very happily tailwalked with the Pullmans for company. 
That's a goal ticked off the wish list for sure. And it was a lovely photo of Sam and Luke posing on the beaches in front of the parkrun flag. Yes, yes. And I noticed Sam was in runners, so she didn't get her feet wet. Ah, yes, uh, and that looks like it's been hard. Um, no, scratch that. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think Sam carefully chose her tides uh, for her visit. Yes, yes. Uh, my mind was going back to the, um, the storm erosion, but I was actually um, – yeah, remembering an old photo. But, uh, yeah, well done. And, uh, yeah, well done on the time too, Luke. And Pullman's in attendance added bonus. Ah, yes. And, Ollie, we heard from Roberta Winters. Last-minute change of location. Caught the early-minute train down from Brisbane CBD and went to Lota Park Run. Felt special Kirk got the Park Run sign out to take a pic for me. Great little Park Run. And there was a picture of Roberta with the selfie frame at Lota. Nice. Yes. Welcome, Roberta. Mm. Welcome to Dazzers. And the last ball, Ollie. Last ball, we've got Mark Scarborough. Marvellous, Mark. Oh, how apt is that? <laughs> I just blinked that. Oh, my goodness. There's a six off the final ball, yes. We need to say something about two for two, two, two. Yes. <laughs> Nick got her park run in today at Wagu Bridge with a Wagu Bridge park run PB. As is customary here, she is leading the group across the bridge with another Nicole celebrating with her as well and a lovely photo of the procession of parkrunners walking to the start line across the Wagu Bridge with Nick and Nicole leading the way. What a tradition. That's that's fantastic. And look, congratulations, Nicole, too. Yes. Yeah. So that's it for our cricket-themed mm. dazzers. <laughs> Finishing with a century. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, dear. In the time, oh, that I fluked that. I'm, I'm still amazed that I fluked that. Never mind. No, look, thank you to everyone who joined us at Dazza's over the break. It was a nice way of keeping in touch and seeing what you were all up to, particularly as I do lift my park runs vicariously through you all. So, uh, I was watching and um, I was really enjoying it. So, thank you all. Um, Mel, what I have noticed from our roving reports is that. They're on point as well. They're celebrating, I think, a new theme, mm-hmm. a New Year's theme, I should say. <laughs> Our three three roving reports do have a bit of a new theme, mm-hmm. um, you know, new course, new park runs, new approaches. Ah. So let, let's see if people can pick up on that. Uh, let's have a listen. G'day Parkrun Adventurers, it's Lyndall and it's New Year's Day and I'm at Zilmia um, with Mark and Tim, the event director and run director, I hope that's right, I don't know what I'm saying here, I'm just making it up as I go along, which is what we do on the Parkrun Adventurers. (laughs) G'day guys, how are you going today? Good, thank you. Yeah, good, thank you, good. And a big day today for you, Mark? Yeah, 300 today. That's awesome, well done, how did that feel? Uh, it would have been better if it wasn't so wet. Yeah. <laughs> the council made the lawn. <laughs> yes. I was a bit worried. You often have to cancel here under wet circumstances, and I checked the Facebook page anxiously because my friend has also had a big day doing her 250. Yeah. But we're on. 
Yeah, Tim and I had to do a big clean up this morning in the causeway, but it was good. Yeah, yeah. Well, well done and thank you. There probably was a few tourists here getting their Z as well, being the Christmas holidays. Um, you have launched a new course since the last time I spoke to you. So how is that going? Have you had good feedback? What, what's the story with the new course? We have had very positive feedback in relation to the course. We've moved away from the soccer club and we have a bit more independence here of this course. A two-lap out-and-back course is very well received. Very positive feedback, I must say. And I think, yeah, we have our own space. It feels more comfortable. People enjoy the space we have here. We still have access to the toilets up at the soccer club, so it's a short walk. And, uh, yeah, it's well received. Best of both worlds. So it's two laps now instead of one big lap with a few different laps around an oval. It's simpler, do you think? It is. It's a lot more straightforward. It's just, like I said, two laps out and back. It's all on grass. You don't cross any roads. You don't share cycle paths. It's 99% on grass uh, and it's a good trail run. It is a really nice, it's sort of like a cross-country run and there's not so many of those around. So I think people enjoy that too, don't they? They do. I think uh, the the feedback is overwhelming being that it's a simplistic course, it's very straightforward and yeah, it's, it's, it's a way and you feel more at one with nature. Yep, it's really, and your independence, that must be nice as well. Sometimes things, you know, when you're sharing facilities, it doesn't always work so well, does it, unfortunately? It should, but sometimes it's not so great. I don't know whether that's the situation you're in here, but it probably feels nice to have your own space. It does, yeah, it does. And you've got all the trees and stuff and people sitting around in the shade after the runs. Yeah. It's a lot better over here. Yeah. yeah, we have found that after the runs, people are lingering around after for more of a chat and a get-together, and the, the environment's more, well suited to that. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, thank you guys for having a chat. Is there anything else? Would any of you like to talk to about talk to me about your parkrun journey? How did you get into parkrun? I, uh, I, I was running. It was just something I did on a weekly basis, and I, uh, I liked the idea of being able to run a, a set course or distance, and uh, and you'd be running against yourself rather than than other people. And and I've enjoyed it since. Came to Zilmia because I wanted a small course that was close to home. We don't get numbers between say forty and sixty on a on a weekly basis, so there's good variety. We get a lot of visitors. There's lots of stories to be told and heard. So it's just a lovely environment. And the run direct- directors here are a very supportive group of each other. And uh, yeah, just what gels really well. And so, how long have you been run directing here? Well, probably two years, just yeah. under two years. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed the experience. Uh, it can be somewhat daunting <laughs> jumping out in front of people, but like I said, numbers are between forty and sixty for yep. us, so it's never a huge crowd, and, and most of their familiar faces if they're if they're the regulars. So it's uh, been a quite a good experience. Yeah. So you've put you out of your comfort zone a little bit. You've learned a few new skills. Would you say? I think yeah, there are elements of uh, <laughs> being able to adapt to changing circumstances and uh, run with things. But uh, no, invariably we we have a very safe, happy course, and so there's not much in the way of dramas other than having to do an early morning walk now and then to clear debris or to make assessment whether it's too wet or not but yeah it's a very good course yeah terrific well thank you guys for having a chat with me on the parkrun adventurers no and all the best for continuing to welcome tourists from all over the world to do a zen course lovely thank you Alrighty, Parkrun Adventurers, I think I will leave it there from Zilmere Parkrun on New Year's Day. Um, The rain is unfortunately closing in on us, so I will leave it there. I wish all of the Parkrun Adventurers and the listeners a really terrific New Year and happy 2022 to you all. This is Lyndall signing out for the Channel 5 News crew on the Parkrun Adventurers. G'day Parker, and this is Adrian from Pepper Tree here, and I'm with Brendan Peel, who's touristed to Pepper Tree today. Brendan, what brings you to Pepper Tree today? 
Uh, short answer is Wilson number 32. Um, also, also pepper tree, it's a very hot, dry day today. Pepper tree, like the name suggests, uh, heaps of peppercorn trees and very, very shady along the Werribee River. To be honest, it's probably as good as you're going to get on a hot day like this. Thank you. A wonderful answer. Where is your home park run? Uh, it's Albert, Melbourne, although I may not have been there for at least two years, but I do have every intention of going back there sometime this year. And uh, what's your favourite part of our course? It, it's it's probably not one particular part. It's the trees. It's 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 the surface I like, and it's it's mainly shade. And it's yeah, just nice little gentle ups and downs as you meander along the Werribee River. Um, any bit that's in the shade, especially today, is me definitely my favourite. And uh, for those who don't know, have you got a, an interesting park run story or any uh, interesting stats to share with the t- listeners? I possibly do, but you know, who's to say? Um, I don't want to bore you too much with that because maybe um, maybe that could be for another day. But yeah, I've done 249 different events and um, travel around all over the place, and I'm absolutely a park run addict. Um, yeah, and, but anyone who is, why not come to Pepper Tree? It's an awesome place, friendly little run, and um, you can't go wrong. All right, Brendan, thanks for your time, and uh, hopefully we see you back here sometime. You will. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks, Thank you. mate. Happy New Year, adventurers. It's Alison here reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew from the new Ōtaki River Park Run in the lower North Island of New Zealand. Now, what better way to start a new year than with a park run? So I'm at the finish line with co-event director Mark O'Sullivan. How do you think it went today, Mark? Uh, Brilliantly, yeah. It was um, great to see so many people and a beautiful day for it. Um, yeah, great way to start the new year. Can you tell us the story behind Otaki River Park Run? I know it's been in the works for quite some time. Yeah, um, probably been in the works for, works for a couple of years, I think. Um, and I guess, uh, you know, for us, um, we started uh, in 2012 doing Park Run at Lower Hutt. And so um, when I first started, it was my brother that um, got me into it and got me to come along. Um, and then I was about I was 40 and I was uh, probably 112 kilos and um, my kids were duly you know, following daddy's footsteps and getting overweight and unfit as well. And so uh, then Parkrun got me into getting myself fit and the family fit and um, yeah, it's kind of a, you know, a debt that you can't really repay um, for the people, um, Richard McChesney actually, who um, started Lower Hut Parkrun. And so, um, you know, I thought as you know a bit of um you know how great would that be if um even one family in Ōtaki was um able to have the, the same you know life-changing experience um of finding some level of fitness for them or their whanau um yeah and so that was basically the main reason that we started it was hopefully for someone in the community to um to come along and um change their life. Ōtaki is quite a long way from Lower Hutt. So, what's your connection to, to this community? Oh, so um, so we, we've got a uh, like a batch up here. So um, yeah, we're up here every every weekend um, at the beach, um, and so you know it's our uh, I'd like to say it's our second home, but to be honest, it's probably more of our first home because uh, you know we're, the only reason we're still in the hut is because um, we work in Wellington, really. Um, so yeah, so we're we're up all the time. So it's about an hour away. And quite a few of the O'Sullivan family here today. Yeah, yeah, there are. Yep, um, all of my siblings. So um, my uh, my usual two, um, one brother and one sister, are basically. I think they've done every park run um, event in the country. So they're you know very regular park runners and tourists. 
and uh, we even got the uh, the other two to come out. So my other brother, it's only his second run, I think, today. Um, and my other sister, I think she went past 50 park runs, I think, um, at Lower Hutt. So it was good to get her back out here as well. And and you've got your kids too, volunteering. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> we had, um, uh, who volunteered today? Daniel, I think, was the only volunteer kid of mine today. Um, and he was Marshall out on the course. Uh, he's done that um, in the trial park runs as well. Um, and the other three were um, lucky enough that they actually got to um, to uh, walk or jog the course themselves as well. Yeah, right. It seems like it's been a really successful day. So congratulations on finally getting your launch, even though it's been delayed due to COVID. Great. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been great. Great to see, um, you know, lots of different tourists here, but um, especially great to see um, some local people here, um, you know, doing park run for the first time, uh, bringing their dogs out, bringing their kids out. Um, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's all about, um, to me, it's all about Fano and, you know, getting yourselves healthy and fit. It's great stuff. Cool. Thank you. So 111 finishes for today's launch of Ōtaki River Park Run in the Lower North Island. Now, Ōtaki is a small town. Um, it's on the Kapiti Coast, which is the uh, west side of the Lower North Island. The course is an out and back with two um i suppose licks of the lollipop at the other end so you run upstream of the river then you go around a lagoon anti-clockwise and you do that twice and then you run back downstream of the river to the finish Uh, it's all on like loose gravel so it's not a fast course but it's absolutely stunning so if you ever get over to the lower north island and you want something slightly different head over to otaki river This is the informant. These are unofficial stats. They are only current at the time they are collected and may differ from the stats you read elsewhere. The spreadsheet is rested and we're glad to be back. First stat of the year, dating from January 1. There were 10 runners worldwide who ran a time of 2022 on the first day of 2022. Eight in the UK and two in Australia. Stats from the 8th of January are as follows. There were 418 runs held down under, 382 in Australia, and 27 in New Zealand. This was out of 1,566 worldwide. Aussie New Zealand attendance was 34,132 out of 164,700 worldwide. There were five launches, one in Victoria, one in New South Wales, and three in the United Kingdom. Interesting stat. Australia now has the three longest parkrun names in the world. Glasshouse Mountains Conservation Parkrun held the record for quite some time with 34 letters. Not too long ago, that mark was beaten by Leeton Sport and Recreation Precinct with 36 letters. Well, this week, the Victorians decided to go one better with Frankston Nature Conservation Reserve now holding the title with 37 letters. Down under we had 2,743 PBs, while 1,622 people participated for the first time. 67 juniors reached their junior 10 milestone, 187 people reached their 50 milestone, 107 reached their 100 milestone, 
and 25 people reached their 250 milestone. Due to my break, the next stats are a bit of a blend of the last three weekends. Some people might not get reported, others, such as the Wilson, could have multiple movements added together. We'll get back to regular programming next week. 13 people called Bingo. Caroline Kramer was the quickest with 181 runs, while Jeff Cooper was slowest on 314 runs. There were six new states people. Peter Brown, Alexandra Young, Judith Blake and Brian Farrelly in the ACT. Michelle Dubrem in South Australia and Glenn Moore in Tasmania. In the top 20 most events list, Kevin Miller moves up to 15th, Kathleen Wallington and Dave Messenger both move up to 12th, and Robin Wishworth moves up to 7th. Biggest overall mover is Russell War, who moved up 19 places to 218. There's always a lot of Wilson Index movement when we have a launch event, and this week is no different, with 293 people lifting their index. Roslow is the biggest mover, jumping 39 to beyond 69, and also moves them to third on the South Australian state ranks. That's it for an easy transition back to the weekly routine. If you want to see a full breakdown of the weekly stats, you can download them from my blog at theinformant.me. That's www.theinformant, or one word, .me, or look for The Informant on Facebook. This has been The Informant, and my spreadsheet is bigger than yours. And three roving reports there, Ollie. Firstly, we heard from Lyndall at Zilmia doing, or interviewing, I should say, Mark and Tim, the ED and the RD. Mark had completed his 300th event, and they've launched a new course there. Yeah, now I have to get back up to Zilmia. A new two-lap course. And we also heard from Adrian out at Pepper Tree. Now, Adrian is the ED there, and he's got a new twist on a roving report. Mm. His idea is have the the tourists come to you. So he was there interviewing none other than the man himself in Brendan Peel. Yes, I like that approach. Thank you, Adrian. I might, I might have to use that. <laughs> And Alison at Autarky, at the Autarky Park Run launch. I hope I said that right. I did try to um, get the pronunciation correct. Uh, interviewing the co-ED, Mark O'Sullivan. Yeah. So great to see another member of the Park Run New Zealand family there. And thank you, Alison, and all of our roving reporters for sharing with us. Uh, <laughs> did you pick up the vague theme there, Mel? Uh, the the new aspect uh, to each of those roving reports? It was a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was a bit of a stretch. And look, probably, no, there's no probably about it. Absolutely remiss of me. I didn't introduce our informant um, and that may or may not have been because there was no linkage to the new um, or just because (laughs) uh, the informant was on holiday and... uh, Out of mind, out of sight. Out of mind, out of sight. It's great to have you back. Yes. So thank you very much. But moving along, Ollie. Yes. Our Adventurers Club. Has grown. We are up to 84 members. Hooray. Hooray. (laughs) And interestingly, if we Mm. get to 210 members, Ollie, we can make it on the Australian Biggest Clubs list. 
I didn't even okay. know there was such a thing. Oh, yes, yes. Every time I forget the link and I go trying to find it, I then remember, oh, we're not on that list. I can't go that way. <laughs> um, that's a goal. We can make that a goal. Do you reckon we could do that by the end of the year? Yes. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's not necessarily up to us. It's up to you know, the parkrun adventurers. But the number's achievable. Um, and we've got to make it, you know, manageable steps, Mel. So my question is, who's going to be number 100? Ooh. Who's going to be our, our Black Shirt Adventurers Club member? Yes, we'll have mm. to celebrate that. We could yes. give them an Obi. <laughs> well, because we haven't handed one out this week. No, we haven't. Uh, yeah. But it was a little bit hard to do that in the summer series. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the mm. long form of the game. Um, <laughs> but great. Yes, um, and very good showing on the Consolidated Club Report. Yes, we had 71 members, Ollie. And can I just say we had adventurers at five events in the UK, which were Silksworth, Lloyd, Parkrun, Croydon, Newbury, Woodley, and, oh, dear, Chiodal Hume? Holm. I haven't checked the spelling. I'm sorry, Mel. Oh, that's my fault. It's my, And it's also possibly my bad handwriting. But if Juliet Colville, if you're listening and you want to let us know how to pronounce the event that you went to on Saturday. Is it Cheadle? Cheadle Hall? Oh, is that supposed to be double E? E-A. Oh, E-A. okay. Yes. It's like an O from... <laughs> <laughs> Not my handwriting, by the way. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. Okay, that's it. Yes. And in New Zealand, we had Pegasus... Cambridge and Greytown Woodside, mm-hmm. Greytown Woodside Trail even, represented yes. by our adventurers. And Ollie, John Duvenhage over in South Africa, he was at, how do you say it, Janet? Hi, Mel. It's pronounced Hruna Veida. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> three different countries. Good help goes a long way. Yes. <laughs> Great work, everyone. What an effort spanning the world. Hopefully we will see more and more adventurers out there on the Club Report. We need another country, Ollie, to get onto the um, the tourist. Jeff, Jeff, are you listening? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, Jeff, you, you need to join me. <laughs> we, we need you. <laughs> what is it when you've done four countries and you get a badge? A world tourist. Yeah, you're a world tourist. We need a world tourist badge for our Adventurous Club. We need you, Jeff. Um, but we can include Australia in that. Oh. But we want to expand the numbers anyway. Sorry. Oh, we do, Minute yes. detail. Smallest of detail. Yes. Yeah, insignificant, <laughs> tiny detail. Yes. Goodness me. We need to talk yes. about Palm, Ollie. Yes, we do. We do. There are still some very important decisions to be taken on Palm, and we don't want anyone to miss the opportunity to, uh, I don't know, contribute a few ideas, um, see the lowdown, get all the latest updates. So how would they do it, Mel? Thank you for asking, Ollie. Mm. What we need them to do <laughs> is jump over to the Parkrun Adventurers Listener Meetup page mm-hmm. and join that and give an indication if they're coming to the event. Yes. So we will use that page to create all the events over the weekend mm-hmm. separately to get numbers for who's coming and who's not. Mm-hmm. And we can also find a way, we hope, to maybe create a poll <laughs> and get some feedback on a theme for the Saturday night dress-up. Yes. Now, have you have you had any ideas yet, Ollie? Um, 
No. Look, I'd be lying if I said I had. Um, what about you, Mel? Oh, I always have ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of a superhero theme. I was also thinking something nautical. Uh-huh. Yeah. To, to suit the location. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, down there at mm. Bellary. It could also be cricket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being that it's 222. Well, it isn't. It's 2022, but that's inconvenient to have that zero. Um, Another insignificant detail. Yes, that's all right. <laughs> and we're going to be near Belle Reve Oval. Yes. So some good options there. I'm sure that our listeners will have a lot of other helpful ideas as well. So, uh, yeah, feel free to just start up the chat too. If uh, if you don't see the poll you know, in time for your ideas, just send them forward. Yeah, message us if you like. Yes, but we do look forward to that. We like emails. <laughs> yeah, we do. We love emails. And, um, yeah, look, aside from that, Mel, I suppose, you know, on the page, as you said, there'll be the details of everything going on uh, across the weekend, hoping that uh, that helps in making the plans if you haven't already made those plans, which hopefully, hopefully don't come unstuck due to the ever-changing circumstances for us all. And unfortunately, Ollie, we do have to report that the event that we were hoping to do on the Sunday, we've had word that that event is no longer going ahead. Yes. So we also have to come up with an activity for the Sunday morning. Yes. Now, I've come up with an idea. (laughs) 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 So I was really hoping that Jack and Claire might be joining us for Palm, and I Mm. thought how good would it be if they got married <laughs> on the Sunday. You've run this past them, of course. Oh, pff, I'm sure they'll be on board because you have, to, <laughs> you have to have ceremonies for all your families, don't you? And this would just be like their parkrun family ceremony. <laughs> that could be the dress-up theme, Ollie. We could all be like wedding bridesmaids. And, yes, parkrun yeah. wedding. Yes. Mm. And um, Steve, Steve could do the ceremony, <laughs> couldn't he? Well, look, I think that's, that would be a, a fantastic option. A beach wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of good ideas. Well, I hear the beach is free now, so, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes, this. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, let us know what yes. you think about that, guys. <laughs> mm. Or any other suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we will. We will see. Rest assured, we will certainly plan in something for the Sunday morning uh, to continue the fun before we say our goodbyes dun, on the Sunday. Dun, 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 dun. Is that a wedding match? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. But, but Ollie, Ollie, yes, are you doing something exciting this Saturday? Well, I've forgotten. Exactly when my last park run was, but I'm hoping to do a park run this Saturday. I'm hoping, uh, <laughs> I'm not quite at the planning stage because it feels like it's something that shouldn't be banked on. But if all the ducks line up, any that aren't in the Ainsbury Heritage Trail Junior Park Run puddle, um, <laughs> if all the ducks line up, then I do hope to be going to a new park run and chasing a few special numbers. That's exciting. And we should add that it is actually Sunday evening that we're recording. So it yes. is actually a long way away for you for um, yeah. planning stages. I don't think you're the sort of person like me that has two months park runs ahead already planned out. Oh, you see, I plan, but I plan in a iterative fashion with lots of scenarios and with a pessimistic <laughs> view on the world. So. <laughs> 
there needs to be lots lots go wrong first before I trust that that plan will go ahead. I'll make the plan. I'll 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 activate the plan at about two a.m. Saturday. Do you have those Venn diagrams that go? <laughs> I can just see your plan. Um, you know, do the kids have sport? Yes. Then I'll do this. No. Then I'll do that. But it's also you know, will, will the kids actually make it to sport? Um, <laughs> What will the weather be like? Uh, <laughs> yes. And every time it's um, every time the answer's no, it's like go to Shell Harbour. Everything points <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of those fantastic flow diagrams that yeah. all lines up in the same place. Is that a yes. Venn diagram or did I use the wrong terminology? Uh, no, that one's a little different, but uh, it, it suits the Venn, the Venn suits as well. You knew what I meant. I meant one of I those knew, ones that had the yes and the no and the arrows mm, that mm, all point mm. to. Decision tree. Okay. Yeah. I just pencil them in and then I bust a gut to get there and I get uh, really grumpy if something stops me and I have to go to plan B. Yes. No, look, I think the main thing I'm holding out on is, of course, with the uncertainty is just you know, naturally wanting to make sure that the, the volley rolls are filled back home and uh, if all's clear, I'll pull the lever. So you, you're not actually aware that I've teed up a car to turn up at your house and <laughs> bundle you into the boot <laughs> at about 6.30 a.m. Yeah, and this is news to me. Mm, <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> oh, well, let's just all sit and wait in anticipation. Yes, yes. I do, I do hope that I can share the experience. Um, so it would be, yeah, a fantastic morning. What about you, Mel? There's a big week coming up for you. Should I just say, I just want to interrupt and say, I'm, okay. I'm listening to the cicadas. There's lovely ambience coming through your audio, Ollie. Is it yeah. a nice, warm Sunday evening where you are? It's balmy. And look, all the windows are shut, but they just, they won't pack it in. They're loud. They were jealous of the tap, tap, tappies. <laughs> I do wonder if the Chihuahuas, so the door's shut and they've been coming, they've been doing um, not really zoomies, more mm -hmm. like manies, manies <laughs> up and down the hallway. Just cruise down. Yep. Yeah, so I don't know mm. if that'll come through in the audio. Probably will. Yes. We hope it's felt like a very summery podcast, particularly for our international listeners in the Northern Hemisphere, just to warm things up a bit. It's very balmy well, when here. when you said balmy, I'm thinking, oh, mm. balmy army, another oh. cricket reference. <laughs> That's it. Don't talk about the war. <laughs> was there a result today? I, I don't know. Let's assume there was. <laughs> um, neither of us has drawn the linkage to the duck yet either. But um, <gasps> The puddle was so full today. Yes. The puddle. Yes. Oh, the duck is in a duck is in cricket. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. However, uh, however, I haven't even asked you how Junior's was now. <laughs> Oh, we, we were just having so much fun every Sunday morning at Juniors. Mm. I can't even remember what we did last week. There's always lots of bubbles involved these days. All the volunteers have bubble sticks yep. as well as streamers. Uh, this morning was so exciting that um, we'd had a lot of rain because, you know, El Nina and um, unseasonal rain in the middle of summer. Mm, mm. The puddle was. I got the report that the puddle was so full it was. Ta it took up most of the track. So there was this little skinny bit of uh, track that the kids had to manoeuvre to get past. And the duck was in a yabby trap. <laughs> so Adrian, oh old mate Adrian from Pepper Tree, who did our Rogan yes. report this week. Yes, he was the puddle marshal, and he turned up with his yabby trap. So the duck, poor old Jemima, she was trapped in the yabby trap. <laughs> but that was his. 
strategy because when she floats, when the puddle's big and she floats, it's like, okay, well, now how do we get her out without stepping in the puddle and getting wet? So it was a good strategy by Adrian. Uh, I like the thinking. It's uh, very, very creative this time of the year. Yeah, and there was yes. more than one puddle, multiple puddles. Wow. So it was wow. lots of fun down at Juniors. Yeah. And we had 27 kids. That was big for us. That's very big. Yeah. Well done. And so I trust next week, Mel, you'll be back at Juniors. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's our birthday. Happy birthday, Ainsbury. It's our first anniversary. We're only up to event 28, but it's our birthday. <laughs> <laughs> tell us. So party hats. There'll be party hats. I'm sure I'll get a party hat suitable for Jemima. Mm-hmm. We might dress up too. I think I can use my cupcake costume again, Ollie, <laughs> from Palm. Fantastic. Oh, good to see you. You pull out brunch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Give it another run. Yeah. But next week, Ollie, um, as you did ask and I went off topic, uh, I am going to go to event two of Frankston Nature Conservation Reserve Park Run, which is a mouthful and I think maybe possibly takes – could take the – don't give the quiz questions away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it takes it. I don't think don't it takes think? it. No. Frankston Nature Conservation Reserve. Mm-hmm. That's long. Haven't counted, <laughs> but uh, but I'm putting my money down. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's where I'm headed. Fantastic new yep. event. Yes, mm-hmm. a number yep. two event. Number two. Do you need a number it two, is? Mel? No, I've got lots of twos. Oh, lots. Greedy. <laughs> Especially now I'm being a good girl, I'm not going to launches. Well, I hope it's a fantastic morning. Thank you. Yes. It always is. Park run always is. It certainly is. But thank you, Mel. Um, after the break, it's been fantastic to catch up once again and to reflect on all of that park running of the last fortnight. Um, there's been a lot go on. Um, before I continue, I need to issue a retraction, Mel. Oh. We made an assumption. Did we? Yeah, we made an assumption and um, where we claimed that the Australians would have won the fourth Ashes test <laughs> given that they obliterated the English in the first three. Um, there has been a result. <gasps> and uh, if it were not for that last wicket that the English held out and the Australians could not take, it would not have been a draw. But uh-huh. alas... It is. Okay. Uh, So well done to Team England for holding out for the fifth day and uh, drawing the fourth test match. Well done. And our apologies for bowling assuming. (laughs) (laughs) Whoopsies. Yep. Uh, Nonetheless, Mel, back to the the issue at heart, Parkrun. Thank you once again. As always, everyone, you can contact us via Facebook, via email as well, which is parkrunadventurers, or one word, at gmail.com. And that applies for all of your Palm suggestions or questions. Uh, but we hope to see you jump on to the event page on Facebook. That's it for another week. We'll see you all next week for more adventures.
Hannah and Ollie. Today, Hannah, she got her 21 wristband and she came as Captain Marvel and I was Darth Vader, but I came 20th and Hannah, she was so awesome. Bye everybody, stay safe.